man. Well, um, we took a break for emotional help, and then we watched this movie, <laughs> and I just feel... At least we recorded Anastasia first. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad we watched a cartoon this week. Oh, uh, man. Is that releasing before this one? I don't know. Uh, yes. You're way before tra- this one. Oh, you're in charge of the timeline of release, so I just record, and I don't know what's happening anymore. Oh my gosh. Hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Wesley. <laughs> Welcome to Laundry Day. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Viewing party. <laughs> Uh, it's also laundry day here at the... <laughs> we get distracted easily. It's also, there's just a lot of, like, bapping. Well, the wind's coming in through the blinds, so there's some booping, flap, flapping. Woo, that was... Okay, and hi. Oh, welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time, I apologize. Skip to a different one and then come back. Uh, yeah, just... Just go watch The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> or hang out here, because we're about to have some heavy discussions. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is a Tatumverse movie. Yeah, we watched. So we thought it would be, like, a lighthearted action film. I just wanted to that watch. That was not the case. <laughs> I just wanted to see Channing Tatum. I would have rather preferred to watch Step Up, and I really don't like Step Up. That's <laughs> okay, Step Up 2 is coming up soon. Oh my god. I just wanted to watch Channing Tatum, and... Uh, we watched the movie Battle in Seattle, mm-hmm. and I thought this was just going to be, like, an action movie, maybe some, like, helicopter action <laughs> stuff, <laughs> and, like, some car chases, and some, like, a good shoot yeah, up Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some running and fire and Yeah, you know, things. some action-y thing where it's like, here's a bad guy, and here's a good guy, and it doesn't really matter why they're fighting, you're probably going to forget about the conflict. We could remember the action. And no. <laughs> that was not what this movie was at all. Which we were tipped off of when it started with a educational review of what the World Trade Organization is for a good five minutes. <laughs> okay, so here's the earth. That is a sweet earth. The World Trade Organization is ruined it. And you're like, Basically. oh, oh, okay. I was getting like an. We said it felt like I was sitting sitting in a classroom, and yeah. you were getting like some like kind of cool hip education. Yeah, here's a video. cool video we put together about a historical event. This might be the kind of thing that you see flipping through your newsfeed on Facebook to try and educate you on something. You may or may not get actual facts. <laughs> And I was like, maybe this will be like the big short where I came out of that and was like, wow, that was an entertaining movie. And I learned a lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. This movie. So, you know what's funny, though? What? Okay, so this movie came out in like 2008. Seven. 2007, yeah. 2008. Yeah. That time. And it's set in 1999. Yeah. The big short was set in 2007, 2008. <laughs> and came out just like two years ago. <laughs> so I was like, hold on. I've seen a movie where about the time that this movie was filmed in, so, like, while everyone's, like, focused on, like, the Clinton administration in Battle in Seattle and protesting and police brutality was, like, becoming a topic of conversation all mm-hmm. over again, while they're filming that, like, behind the scenes, the, like, housing market is... <laughs> 
like, we're about to enter the Great Recession. <laughs> like, here we are having a movie about ten years ago. Yeah. It was kind of funny. It was an interesting moment to be like, hold on a second. Ten years ago, this was happening, and they were filming a movie about something that happened ten, ten years, years prior to that. that. And I'm like, what movie came out in 99 that had to do with Dem- Demolition Man? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, so that was a fun thought that I had. It was not quite as entertaining as The Big Short, uh, and not quite as economic lesson-y. <laughs> Um, but I did feel like Matthew McConaughey might have been in this movie. Yeah, we had that discussion where we thought, (laughs) bless you. (laughs) Hey, everyone. What? My sister is here. (laughs) She's. I really tried to hold it back. I was like fighting. (laughs) She's in the room sneezing. (laughs) Uh, We may or may not bring her in for a commentary. We'll find out. We'll just get a sneezer or sneeze and Terry. <laughs> a sneeze and Terry. So, so McConaughey. So Matthew McConaughey was not in this movie. For a split second, we thought maybe he should have been. Yes. But then the character got real emotional and we were like, oh no, it's a good yeah. thing they put Woody Harrelson in this role. Yeah. So let's talk about who's in this movie. Okay. Channing Tatum is in this movie. For about five seconds. I can't even giggle about seeing him. Like, I, the first time you see him, you're like, oh, he's tattooed. Oh, he's a young police officer. <laughs> Look at him getting all gung-ho about doing his job. I got every noise <laughs> happening today, Wesley. I have the dryer telling me it's done. It's I have fine. a cat trying to escape. I have a sister who's sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I have a fan going. It's entertaining. It's oh, fine. Oh, man. I'm sorry, everybody. This is quality. It's, it's not as good as that thunderstorm where you could hear the thunder on the recording. Oh, that yeah. one was intense. That was scary. <laughs> so, Channing Tatum is in this movie. He's a young police officer. He's working beside Woody Harrelson. When you, we first introduced Woody Harrelson's character, he's with his wife, Charlize Theron. I don't know how to actually say it. Okay. Hey, Bane. This is our recording equipment. Cat. Um, when they introduced his character, I uh, he, he was talking about the ultrasound from, like, the baby. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking like Matthew McConaughey would describe something. He was like, got the ultrasound. You can see his whole little body. <laughs> On all its little fingers and its heartbeat. And I was like, hey, uh, Matthew McConaughey, did you get miscast? I was like, it looked, I was like, this character sounds like they wanted to cast McConaughey, but Woody showed up on stage and they were like, well, we don't have time, so let's go. <laughs> what is happening tonight, Leslie? It's okay. This is the worst. They know we're trying to be serious. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like the whole world is like these girls are about to step into a very serious discussion <laughs> here and they're trying really hard not to so the world is like messing with our audio quality so people get tired of it and not listen <laughs> the world is conspiring against me that's how the secret works I guess why is there a knife in my couch <laughs> oh. okay anyways <laughs> so Matthew McConaughey and Charlize Theron are married um, wait no yeah. Did I say Matthew McConaughey or did I, I say Woody Harrelson? I'm not sure. Oh, it doesn't no. matter. It's really Harrelson. That was my big joke about, like, McConaughey. Drop him. He's not He's not present anymore. Um, so they're police officers, and the other portion of the cast 
is uh, we have Andre 3000. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, He's first in this 10 movie. seconds of the movie, I was like, is that Andre 3000 on a bridge? <laughs> yes, it is, yep, young it is. man. Yep. We have, um, is it Jennifer Carpenter? Mm-hmm. From Dexter. We have... Um, I don't know. I recognize some of the other people. We had Martin Henderson. Joshua Jackson was in it. Um, those are the big characters. Ray Liotta is in this. Yeah, I, he's the mayor. Uh, yeah, he's the mayor of Seattle. So you have this um, other group of characters. That's, you have Michelle oh, Rodriguez. Yes, Michelle Rodriguez. She's the other main one. Um, so yeah, There's someone else I thought I recognized. Michelle Rodriguez and Jennifer Carpenter and... Andre 3000, and what was... Uh, just the guy who name. played Jay. No, I just read the... I know. Um, hang on. I just read his name. Martin. Martin Henderson. Martin Henderson. Those guys are all um, peaceful protesters. Mm-hmm. So, premise... Okay, yeah, go ahead. No, premise of the movie, basically, really basically, because you need a big overview before we go into anything else, Yeah, is the World Trade Organization is a big entity that people are like, nah, not cool. They're not really about trading. They're yeah, really they're just trying like, to control economy. And yeah, I guess I was looking up the Wikipedia article of the actual, just, it, okay. Okay. of okay. the actual organization. And so they're um, trying to regulate things. Right. So it's like agriculture was like a big discussion and like tariffs on exports and that kind of stuff. Right. And so it's the kind of laws that they're making to protect and or exploit the globe. Yes. The planet. Under the guise of making America great again. Uh. Yeah, kind of. What happened, it's kind of their slogan-ish. What was happening like in the political side of it was like all the big countries were kind of monopolizing the time. Yes. And the smaller countries who were, and the third world countries and those kind of things were kind of being, like, not tended to or respected. Yes. So there was all of that going on inside the meeting while the world was going crazy outside the meeting. They're having their big world conference and they're meeting in Seattle, like... Mm -hmm. You know, like that just happened to be the city they met yeah. this year. That was just like the city that they were meeting in this year. Kind of like uh, how FIFA comes in and ruins everything with the World Cup. Yeah, or the Olympics. Yeah, same or the Olympics. Different. Same idea. Um, maybe not quite as intense, but like yeah, not the, quite as like let's ruin your entire like city. let's ruin your city. But it's like <laughs> we're gonna quietly ruin the world slowly, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so WTO, WTF. <laughs> Is every time I saw the signs, like the picket signs, yeah. movie, I was like, WTO, I was like, WTF, WTO would have been a great sign. But I don't think people were saying that in 99. Nobody <laughs> was up to this in 99. <laughs> I'm clearly ahead of my time. Well. <laughs> Anyways. So <laughs> that would have been great. Just Whiskey Tango Foxtrot World Trade Organization. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you want to pause and go turn off? Maybe. (laughs) Cool. So, they're in Seattle. Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. Everything is in Seattle. The whole thing takes place in Seattle. (laughs) At the same time, there's this group of protesters Mm -hmm. who are like, 
nah, WTL, we don't want you here. We don't like what you're up to. You're hurting the turtles. You're, like, ruining the yeah. earth. Like, you don't care about people or animals or any of this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you're a bunch of bad dudes. So, so they... have been planning for, yes. like, six months. They've been... How to peacefully protest this. Yes. No, like, specifically, no violence. How to make the biggest impact with the least damage done Mm -hmm. and so they even like got to meet with the mayor like the protesters kind of had a big (coughs) excuse me like a rally essentially with the mayor and the mayor promised them like we totally like we understand what you're standing for we want you to be able to exercise your rights as long as there's no violence like we can assure you there will be no no violence from our police officers Mm -hmm. no arrests like you're free to do what you would like. Not knowing that the protesters had come up with this kind of genius plan. I wanted it, personally, I wanted it to be a little more heisty. And was like, <laughs> how were they going to do it? And, yeah. then it? and then it wasn't. I was like, oh, it's a heist movie kind of thing. But the heist is like, how do we get all of these intersections blocked at the yeah. same time? So They're their like plan 20 was intersections. WTO is meeting at a theater. And downtown. Downtown. And the police had a perimeter around the theater. Yeah. That they were protecting the theater. It was like a block or so. But the protesters decided to block all of the intersections surrounding the area. That way people could, like, So the delegates couldn't, couldn't get, get through. Which is kind of genius. Yeah. And they did it in ways that, like, seemed really smart and it made sense. Like, they waited for a certain traffic signal mm-hmm. and then they got into the intersection and blocked all four areas and, like, cemented their arms together, kind of. Or, like, yeah, they, they had, like, like, linked arms yeah, yeah. with big things. Basically a way that, like, you couldn't just, like, bust through them mm-hmm. very easily. Um, it was, like... It was like Ultimate Red Rover is what it looked yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> you were going like to play Red Rover with protesters is what it looked like. Um, so they were blocking the intersection so none of the delegates could get through. Mm-hmm. So, um, and at the same time, there was like an organized labor march mm-hmm. that had like a designated like march route that yeah. the police had been like, yep, go here mm-hmm. to here between these times. You're good. Like, yeah. please, yeah. by all means. And then... Um, and then, so it all, so everything was fine. Like, the protests were fine. They were very peaceful. The police weren't doing anything. Like, they were, mm-hmm. you know, like, making sure they that nothing got not crazy. They were told to arrest people, so things were good. Yeah, things were fine. The protests were going fine. Um, and the, you know what the weird thing is? Because the protest was actually successful, then everything got crazy. Yes. Like, because yeah. the point of the protest was like a get the message across b shut down the conference like mm-hmm. or delay it at minimum was yeah. to like yeah like head it off for a day and let them know like hey we're serious we don't want you here and we don't want it happening mm-hmm. um but not in any sort of like awful way it was right it's like we're gonna block intersections so you can't get there to like prove a point yeah which is seems fine peaceful it was organized everybody knew it was up like there was no person within their protest that was like going crazy and was like i have my own weird agenda (laughs) um until yeah and everything was going fine until so because it was blocked off so because the wto conference wasn't able to happen 
the uh, mayor was under a lot of pressure from who were the people well, calling him? I don't know who those people were. I don't understand. I think it was the governor. I don't know. Yeah, it would have been <laughs> someone higher up, higher the next higher up from him. So probably, so I believe the governor. But there did like there wasn't violence for a long time. Yeah, and then. Because there was a bunch of pressure from above that, like, delegates can't get in, the conference can't happen, mm-hmm. people, like, because national leaders were getting really upset about it, there was a lot of pressure coming in on the mm-hmm. Seattle government, like, yeah. the mayor, and we're going to call that guy the governor. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the I don't governor, know. Because he then was reporting to the president. Right. So. We'll call him, I, I, that's how government works, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then the, so... The mayor was initially super against, like, any kind of violence. And was like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like, this isn't, like, we're not doing it. They're like, you have a couple hours to clean this mess up or else. And then uh, things didn't get cleaned up. People didn't just leave the streets. And at some point, people, I think, from the labor march. Yes. They went off. They went off route. They went off route. Because. And started causing trouble. Yes. Because the people protesting the WTO saw this large group of people and started, like, directing some of the people down, like, a different route to get mm-hmm. them downtown so there'd be more body and more presence yeah. happening to, like, get there, like, like, hey, we're all for the same like, issue. We're act- like, we're actually all, pro- like, our protests aren't that different. We're just, like, pointing. We're just, like, calling out to a, a different specific entity. But yeah. in reality, it's all sort of tied together. So they brought a bunch of people from the labor march off route, and then they were like, but they said that they, you know, like, the labor march had, like, a route, and Mm -hmm. it was all cleared by the police, and so then suddenly they were going off route. They were like, well, we can't contain these people now, and Mm -hmm. now they're part of a different thing. And then there was, like, a small group of, like, anarchists. There was a faction of them that were anarchists that were causing a lot of trouble. That were, like, breaking windows, and, like, they were the ones that were actually breaking the law. Right, and we saw the peaceful protesters confronting them saying what are you doing like you're messing like, it up <laughs> don't be causing violence we're doing this non-violently yeah which was great which is really nice yeah because so often people so often i hear a general like grumble and commentary around how like protests always turn into riots because mm-hmm. people blah 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 and i'm like it's a it's a minority of, like, reckless individuals yeah. that start to, like... That are the ones that stir up the trouble. They start making... They just stir up some... They stir up trouble not saying that, like, their cause isn't, like, valid. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is, sometimes it is, and I don't know. I don't... I refuse to be the judge of that. But they still, like... They take the movement that is happening that has been, like, approved and is nonviolent and has a clearer message... And then the message gets muddled with this, like, loud, anarchist, like, raucous that's also going on. That all people can look at is be like, but they smashed windows and they broke into cars. And it's like, yeah, yeah six people did that, man. Yeah. Like, six people with crowbars is a lot harder to corner than, like, 3,000 people with signs and scarves. Yeah. Um, you can corral those people a little bit and get them stuck. Yeah. Where six people can, like, zip away and do a lot of damage if they want to. Mm-hmm. And we got to witness that. Um, so the basic premise of the movie, a peaceful protest turns into a not-so-peaceful protest. Actually, the protest itself remains peaceful the whole time. Mm-hmm. That was the most 
uh, clear message the whole time was that the people who were actually there to protest the actual thing Mm -hmm. were in fact peaceful and they were not condoning violence of any kind. Right. And they made every, they took every step to remain that way. Right. Um, and because there was so much pressure coming from, from the top down, Mm -hmm. and we got to have a really cool conversation about that at the end between a couple characters, um, it ended up being like police versus protester mm-hmm. when the police really like didn't actually need to be involved at all. Yeah. So the police then were like ordered to use to like gas the protesters and get them out of the way mm-hmm. so that the conference could carry on. And from there, like the gassing turned into like, I'm going to call it a public beating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it what was, else to call it. Yeah. Like the sticks came out and there were no Guns. There were rubber bullets they mentioned. Like, you saw a couple sh- of those shots. Yeah. But there wasn't, like, yeah, actual like, killing happening. Not at, Well, not on purpose. <laughs> right. Um. So, all of this is going on. We'll cover the broad story, and then we'll get into all the tiny stuff that's going on. So, yeah. anyways, eventually, like, orders are given. This lasts for, like, a few days. And on, like, day two or three, orders mm-hmm. are given to... Um, start arresting people, like, to warn them and let Mm -hmm. the protesters know, like, please disperse. If not, like, we're going to arrest you. So they started arresting people. Then they had tons and tons of people that were arrested. But, um, um, and then eventually, how did they all get out? I don't know. Um, Eventually, the woman went to meet with the governor. Yeah. Who was in... A lawyer, I believe. Or she something. was a lawyer, yeah. Yeah. So she eventually went to the... To meet with the, the mayor, mayor and the governor. I'm sorry. The yeah. mayor. And talked to him about, like, what are you going to do with 600 people in jail? Like, yeah. how are, like are you going to prosecute all of them? Well, what are you doing? You don't have the resources yeah. to prosecute and have juries for every single one of yeah. them. Yeah. When they were arrested for peaceful protesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't do this. So, eventually, um, at the end of the movie... The conference has been shut down. The Well, did it shut? It didn't so much shut down as like a couple. It eventually was canceled. Some of the leaders finally stood. I think that they needed like a consensus to make a big movement. So what happened was. Um, There's so much. Because we had seen. Movie, guys. We had seen in one section where like the African consulate was meeting. Yes. And. The caucus. Caucus. I'm sorry. Some fancy yes. word. It's a word for a group of people who are meeting. Yeah. So they were meeting, <laughs> Fair. and so, someone came in and broke up the meeting and was like, oh, you guys can't meet right now. We need to have translators, blah, blah, blah. You're not important. All the big countries are more important. And they got really upset about it, understandably. Yeah. So Have you um, ever been kicked out of a conference room? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not the same level. <laughs> These people were grossly mistreated. Yeah. But. So, and that was the other underlying thing going on in the WTO that I mentioned earlier was like, these countries were not being respected at the level they needed to be. Yeah. And instead, everything was being overlooked by the big countries who could profit from the rules that they were making. Yes. So uh, at the end, that's when the man stood up and said, like, hey, we need to be heard. This is not cool. You can't keep marginalizing our voices. And they shut down the conference. Yeah. Because they were like, I think that they, like, needed all of those voices present in order to make any final decisions. And so that group of people was like, "Uh uh-uh, we out. 
and like shut yeah. down the conference. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was awesome. But there, I mean, it was a nice, of course, it was a parallel that they drew that like externally there's a bunch of people saying like our voices are not being heard mm-hmm. and internally the same thing's happening that there's a group of people saying our voices are not being heard. Yeah. And both of them together were able to like make the difference, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. It took an inside job in this weird heist. <laughs> we also got to see Bill Clinton. <laughs> we did briefly. <laughs> like, this movie was set in 1999. So, so we had like, some, like, some, like, stock footage there of Bill Clinton. There was surprisingly a lot of stock footage in this movie. Yeah. Of protests. Yeah. Of this protest happening, which yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. So that's sort of the basic... That's the, like, big story. The big, story. And then there's a lot of, like, character interconnectivity stories that were also happening. Yes. Um, So you can probably start with Woody Harrelson and Charlize from the beginning. Oh, my God. (laughs) I, um, okay, so we meet these two characters, and they're getting their, like, five-month ultrasound, Mm -hmm. and they don't even know, like, what kind of baby well they know it's (laughs) they know they're having a human baby um they figured that out um they're like thank god we were really worried to be a a puma or something Uh, (laughs) we're trying to lighten this a little i meant to say hippo (laughs) but puma happened um i mean having a puma as a baby would be kind of i think more fun to birth than a a hippo all things considered have you seen the size of a baby hippo (laughs) i can't imagine Ooh, I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> ultrasound. So, oh, okay. So you meet them, and they're like, "Oh, we're you having my baby?" And Woody Harrelson sang that song. It was a beautiful karaoke number. <laughs> and um, that's not true. I wish it was true. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he goes off to work because. He's, He's a, a police, police officer, officer and yeah. they know that a protest is going to occur, so they have officers, like, ready with their riot gear, I think is what I it's guess, called. yeah. They're, like, shields and... Yeah, they've got their... Um, shields and gases and uh, uh, armor. Yeah. That's what that's called, right? It's I'm just close enough. I'm really only familiar with armor in terms of, like, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I'm like, this is Mithril. And, like, nobody had that. It was way too expensive. <laughs> Good. So they got their chain mail... And their Kevlar, <laughs> and their shields, and their gas. Um, <laughs> that's what they got. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So Charlize Theron works, like, downtown at, like, a like upscale a, retail. Yeah. It looks like a... fancy store. It looked like a really fancy Macy's. Yeah. It's some kind <laughs> of de- fancy department Nordstrom. Store. I don't know. Yeah. It's really nice. So, uh, so she's talking to her friend, and she's all pregnant and stuff. So as the riots are going on, we see, like, Charlize Theron, like, they shut down the store, and she's got to try and, like, she works kind of downtown, so mm-hmm. there, she's, like, trying to get home, but, um, like, all the taxi drivers are on strike with, are on strike with the labor mm-hmm. march, and the buses are probably also shut down because, because buses shut down. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, well, how am I going to get home? So on the way to, to, like, get home, get to her friend's house, yeah. she gets stuck in the protesting like, in the crowd, and she's yeah. trying to get out. And then, um, uh, so through all this, she's, like, trying to get out, 
during the time that she's walking out and about is when the police have very suddenly gone from like gassing to like public beatings. Yeah, using police um, sticks, using on their sticks, whoever they feel like, using their brutality wands. <laughs> the wand yeah. of brutality and just like w- just playing whack-a-mole in the streets and of course Charlize Theron gets like smacked in the stomach and loses the baby yeah and so leaving out in the street at this time you're also seeing another character who is a broadcast she's a reporter yeah so she's out in with a van with her cameraman. Her voice isn't being heard either. No. They're like, whatever, lady, just go cover the cover the WTO and forget about the protest. It's not important. And she's like, no, this is where the news yeah. is. This is where and the so story is. And so she's out trying to get the story, sees what's happened with Ella, Charlize's character. Yes. Like, tries to get her help, takes her to the hospital, whatnot. Yeah. So, and so we're stuff. also following this journalist story. Yeah, where she's trying to, like... Trying to cover what's actually happening and not what the news wants her to cover. She starts off as the reporter who's just trying to get the story. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, in on a couple, like, real close to a couple key action points. Mm -hmm. And trying to get the story and trying to get the story. And she sort of evolves into, like... Actually, because she sees the human side of it. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, begins to, like, care. And she's like, why are they fighting for something they can't win? Like, well, they believe that they can, and so mm-hmm. she starts to, like, feel for it and gives the big whiskey tango foxtrot to her whatever news station she works yeah. for and decides she's just going to cover the protest anyways. So she helps Charlize there and get to the hospital, and Charlize loses the baby, and so that's, like, a whole... So then, really sad. That's really... <laughs> so I have to say, as far as, like, plot points, I was a little... Un- I was super annoyed when they were first like, look, she's pregnant. I was like, great, a pregnant woman as a plot point for the man. Here we go again. Yeah. And then I found myself, like, feeling real bad. I was like, oh, man, this sucks. Oh, man, it was so- <sighs> That's something that was really interesting about this movie is they really try to humanize They're all trying- sides of the story. Yeah. And we saw, yeah. like you said, like, there is a scene later that we'll talk about where, like, it's just, like, person to person talking mm-hmm. About, like, these are the things we care about. And you're seeing the woman who got caught on the street. And you're seeing the person who's there because he really cares about the environment and animals and really wants to make a difference. You're seeing, you have um, another character who, he kind of is the leader of the protesting Mm -hmm. overall. He's kind of like a big... He's like the leader of the peaceful group. Yeah, he's a... He's a very, he's a well-known activist, essentially. Like, he's been at, like, big stuff all over the country. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's got, like, this personal vengeance story because his brother was killed in a protest in the, was it the Sequoias? It was in the Sequoias, and they made it sound like his brother was injured during the protest, and rather than help his brother, they arrested him for being a protester. And then his brother died. And then his brother died. As a, as cause of this incident or whatever happened. whatever happened. Um, so he's trying to. So he's like, got a personal. So he's using. Yeah, he's gonna keep protesting. Yeah. In sort of honor, sort of revenge. It was a little. It was a little unclear. He's the one story that I like feel the least for because I'm more about personal responsibility than personal vengeance. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this to avenge my blah blah blah. 
I mean, if your name's not Inigo Montoya, I don't want to hear about it, basically. <laughs> like, he's got the one story that I'm like, you get him! <laughs> you go! <laughs> Prepare to die, everybody! <laughs> like, I'm all over his hunt for the six-figured man. Yeah. This guy is just like, my brother died, and I'm like, man, that really sucks. And even his girlfriend, Jennifer Carpenter, is like, yo. Like, brother's girlfriend, right? Or was it her brother's girlfriend, or was it his girlfriend? I don't know. I, I couldn't keep track of who. He was sort of with Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. So I think the other it's like woman sister-in-law. was like somehow connected to the brother. Right. And she's like, this doesn't, like, continuing to get yourself in trouble isn't going to be the thing. The or she said, her yeah. line was like, how do you stop those yeah. who stop at nothing? Yeah. Um, which was like, of course, I was like, of course Deb gets a good line. Deb from Dexter gets a great little line there. I was like, you always have those good one-liners, Jennifer <laughs> Carpenter. Good for you. Um, uh, I like her. So, so you have his story and you have, you've really humanized, they've humanized some police officers. So we have, mm-hmm. um, uh, course we have Woody Harrelson yeah and we can talk about finally Channing Tatum (laughs) yeah yeah so Woody Harrelson's character of course gets humanized because his wife is pregnant but it's be like he gets he suddenly starts to like see the repercussions of what it is that he does right because he shows up at the hospital in his riot gear yeah and finds the uh the the journalist and says like what happened and she was like oh your wife was beat by the police. Yeah. Like he's just, and this was, that was interesting. Yes. He just said, thank you. And went on. And yeah. you had a comment. He didn't, he didn't fight it. He didn't try to like argue or yeah. say like, no, it couldn't have been. What do you mean? Like, yeah, he didn't, he was like, even attempt crap. to defend anyone no. on his squad. Yeah. He was like, okay. And just like accepted the truth and yeah. like went to his wife. So he's of course trying to comfort her yeah. in his riot gear. And she's like begging she's, like, him not, not to touch it. her. And that was that was the moment where I was like, I don't even care if she's a plot point anymore. I feel it because yeah. she's just like, don't touch, like, don't touch me, like, please get off of me, get away. Like, she's I, not I like, can't. go away. I hate you. Yeah, she's, she's just, just like, like, right now, I can't. I cannot. I can't do this. Yeah, because she knew. Like and that's what like so you got to oof. see him because he saw what happened. Like he had yeah. a personal connection. Yeah, and whenever people started bringing up things about children. And that was yeah. another thread that we saw throughout was, like, kids would come into play. Yeah. Um, like, people like had some children at the protest. flew off the handle when someone said, like, would you do this to your kid? And he was just, like, yeah, so emotional. Like, he yeah. had even, like, requested, like, he knew that he was angry at the police. Yeah. Like, his own people. Yeah. Because of what happened. Requested his supervisor to be let go, to go home because he was not in a good place. Yeah. And needed to be with his wife. And they said, no, go anyway. And, like, at that moment, I knew, like, something bad is going <laughs> to go all, down. He all go because crazy. Because he knows he's upset. He knows that when he's Woody Harrelson triggered. Whenever Woody Harrelson knows he's mad, like, watch He's out. mad. <laughs> like, he is not going to be <laughs> and okay. And that was also the scene where we're like, oh, this is why McConaughey yeah. wasn't in this role. No, this is this why McConaughey. had to be Woody Harrelson. Yes, it yeah. had to be him. <laughs> because, like, and... You saw, so that was that was the other inter- interesting intersection where you saw him freak out and fly off the handle. Yeah, and you got to see Channing Tatum step in and yeah. like start seeing like the other side of the story. Yeah, and be like, 
okay, this is not good. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, what we're up to is Yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk about Channing now. Let's talk about Channing Tatum, everybody. It's been like a half hour. We'll talk about Channing Tatum. He's only in this movie for like maybe ten minutes. He's a minor character, but he... But his name was on the cover of the movie. So it counts. So it counts. So this is why we're watching the movie. So... Channing Tatum is introduced to us as a super hot, tattooed, like, young cop. Yeah. Who's, like, ready to go arrest some people. And yeah. he's all, like, in his right gear. He's like, I'm invincible. Like, he's, like, yeah. cocky and, like, ready to go. Yeah. And then everyone's like, no, we're not arresting people today. That's not what we're doing. We're just to be, like, a presence and a reminder to, mm-hmm. like, don't get crazy, essentially. Yeah. They were really just there as, like, babysitters. Basically. Just be like, just don't kill yourself. We're here. We know you're here. Yeah. It'll be fine. Like, yeah. as long as everybody abides by these ground rules, we're good. So he was, like, getting agitated that he couldn't... He was getting, like, worked up and wanted to go, like, have some action and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, um, like, midway through the protests, like, after some, like, gassing went down already, they sent him out in his street clothes to go get more, like, gas and get more supplies. Mm-hmm. So he changes into street clothes to, like, make it through the protesters because... Mm-hmm. He was dressed like a cop. Nothing there was would, no way yeah, he was no going to get, get by. Um, he was the hottest protester. <laughs> can I just, can I objectify I him think, in that way? I think that's accurate. All right, cool. So he had the best <laughs> jawline in that whole crowd. <laughs> Hands down. And so he comes, so on his way, he brings him supplies, goes back for more. On his way through the crowd, he kind of gets like stuck and someone like hands him a sign and then he's kind of, like, joining the protesters a little yeah. bit. Like, he's, like, made a little camaraderie. And is like, you could tell it went, he, he wasn't intentionally like, I'm going to stop. But he was, like, joined, like, this crowd was moving. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, moving with them. And then yeah. was, like, chanting to be a part of it. And then he, like, had a little camaraderie. Found himself, like, having some fun with a couple of people. Yeah. While he is running around having fun. So at the same time that, like, Channing's, like, moving. Undercover, sort of, like, not really. Yeah. vaguely undercover again not a heist right. like it could have been it's okay it was kind of a true story it wasn't really heisty but, yeah. I, but I wanted it to be a heist movie so bad it was not um he so he's there protesting and then a bunch of police officers come through with their uh the wand of brutality and just start playing whack-a-mole in his portion of the crowd yeah. so then he's like in a hand to hand like combat with yeah. an officer. And it was really interesting because they kind of switched, like, you started seeing things, like, cinematography, cinematographically, yeah. however that word yeah, is yeah, pronounced. Yeah, yeah. Um, visually, it was really interesting because they would kind of switch back and forth between documentary style a little bit mm-hmm. to whatever, like, a camera person was watching. Yeah. Or you would see kind of from the perspective of people once in a while. Yeah. So you'd start to see, like, what it was like to have your eyes washed out after the gas came through. Yeah. Or, like, when someone was being beaten, sometimes there was, like, no sound because they were... Yeah. Struggling. Like, you got to see this really kind of intimate mm-hmm. feeling of what was really happening yeah. to these individual people. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yes, that did yeah. all happen. I enjoyed those. I always enjoyed those moments in film. Yeah. The, um, the thing that comes to mind is, like, this last season of Game of Thrones. Oh, I don't want Not Game the current one. When this... When this one is released, we'll be in the new season. So last season of Game okay. of Thrones, there is this fantastically 
awful battle scene where like a character gets stuck and I thought I was also suffocating underneath people and mm-hmm. bodies that were slowly piling on top of him. Mm-hmm. Like I because like the way that they cut the way they edited the sound and the visuals at all at mm-hmm. the same time, like I felt like I couldn't breathe watching it. Yeah. It was awesome. And yeah. it had there were moments with those kinds of things where I was like, oh God, my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. where I was yeah. like, I can't hear. Um it wasn't as profound as it could have been, as no. I've seen in other things. Yeah. But they did play with that, which yeah. was a fun technique to use, I think. Yeah, it was very interesting yes. to see that. So um, so Channing gets, like, first-hand account of being, like, of wrestling with an officer, mm-hmm. having done nothing. He didn't even yeah. know they were coming. Like, yeah. he was looking he was the other direction. standing and holding a sign. Yeah, he was standing and they... holding a sign and, like, laughing. Yeah. And, like, they came and started, like, beating on him. Um, which is... I think opened up his character to be like, this sucks. Yeah. Like this super sucks. And so when you, there was another scene later where they send, um, their unit out to go like start arresting people. Yes. And you can see the difference in him and Woody Harrelson's character. Mm-hmm. Like Harrelson's character kind of like skirts around the group. Yeah. Doesn't use like tear gas. Yeah. Is doing like the minimal thing he's required to do without hurting someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. because he's seen the different changes. Then there's also that scene where... Um, oh, and there was a kid in the crowd right before there was that. A, that's the he scene saw, where he sees a child in the crowd, and yeah. like, you can see like, he's like the emotion mm-hmm. in, his, in his face. Um, the other scene that was interesting was when he um, is face-to-face with the leader of the protest group. Yeah, that guy. And Whatever his name was. Jay, and he makes a comment about like some, I forget who someone shoots at like a young protester with their like rubber bullet guns, and then Jay says like he's a kid. Would you do that to your kid? Oh yeah. And then he has that emotional response of like my kid is gone. Like I just had this traumatic experience happen in my own life, and he starts chasing him. Yeah. Because he's just had this like angry reaction of like I can't handle this. I can't handle this right now, and I'm gonna take it out on you. And he starts chasing him, and you see Channing go after him yeah to try to like fix the situation and they eventually like come to a point where he's like just beating the crap out of the guy Mm. like jay yeah jay's like please don't arrest me please don't like he's like taking the beating he's taking it he's like please don't arrest arrest me me please don't arrest me he knows that like if he goes to jail again like he's gonna be there for a long time he might go to guantanamo bay or something (laughs) something awful they hinted that like he had like a this was going to be his third strike if he got arrested. Yeah. Um, um, and then you see Channing show up, like, pull the police officer off of the other guy, like, check yeah. with him and make sure he's okay. And, like, yeah. and he doesn't arrest him. Couldn't Channing at the beginning was like, let's arrest some people. Why yeah. are we arresting them? They're breaking the law. Why yeah. can't I arrest and this so person? And so he's seeing this, like, like so close. Mm-hmm. And you can see that, like, change. Something shifted where he's, his perspective has changed. Mm-hmm. Based on his new experiences. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wesley, look how easy that is. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to have a new experience and have a new perspective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was really interesting to get to see these police officers. Right. I mean, because especially with, and we were, we'll probably get into this at some point, even though this is turning into a lengthy podcast, <laughs> that like the whole, the like, I couldn't help but think throughout this movie about 
protests that are happening now, yeah. police brutality that's happening now, the way yes. journalists are being treated now. Yeah. And to be able to humanize that mm-hmm. into a aspect that's not saying it's not that they're always doing the right thing. Right. They're understanding what's going on. Right. And it's not that people aren't always doing the wrong thing. Right. It's that, like, this was really good. Okay. So let's talk about protests, Wesley. Yeah. I mean, let's we, have, we kind of have to. Let's have this have conversation. To. Let's attempt to have this conversation. Uh, hey, everybody. It's about to get real serious. Um, so... I realized watching this movie how guilty I am of oversimplifying police brutality. I think we all do. And how I'm really quick to be like, if the police officers weren't there doing X, Y, Z, and if they weren't so quick to blah, 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 and I'm real quick to hold the person completing the action at fault for things. Mm -hmm. And then I also recognize now that I'm like, they've been given orders Mm -hmm. to do X, and, like, how many times, not that it's an equivalent, but how many times in my own job have I done something or in jobs in the past where I've just been like, this does not feel right. I will lose my job if I don't. Mm-hmm. Or if I've, like, had to cut a corner or, like, do something that I was like, this doesn't feel ethical. Mm-hmm. And I've argued against it and in the end, like, did it or did the thing that I'm like, this just, like, is not, mm-hmm. it's not sitting well with me at all. But you do it because you your fear to lose your job. Not that, like, beating someone is the equivalent yeah. of, like, <laughs> change, fudge that number yeah. or honor that coupon <laughs> or right, right. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, or any of those other things that I've been, like, I don't know, overcook their wings. They're a jerk. Like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. Um, not an equivalent, but it's, like, oh, I could understand that moment of I lose my job. I lose my home. I lose my family if I don't do X because this is what I've been told to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And also recognizing that, like, I mean, that's funny. Yeah, that's about what I got for recognizing this moment. So, Because I'm really quick to be like, the police suck right now. Yeah. And so I think that we can, like, discuss that scene we've been alluding to throughout. Yeah. Um, So when Jay is in jail, Mm -hmm. so they finally, like, One of the, another, after that incident where Channing Tatum's character and Woody Harrelson's character have, like, taken, like, stopped chasing him. Yes. Other police get a hold of him, arrest him, take him to jail with the rest of the protesters. Yes. So he's in a jail cell, and as he's laying there, um, we see Woody Harrelson show up at the jail. Yeah. To apologize. Said I was way out of line. Yeah. (laughs) And he says, like, like, I had something really terrible happen. That's not an excuse. I'm here to apologize. Like, it was a really interesting moment. And you got to see, and so the Jay's character is like, you're not the problem. Like, I don't, he was like, he said, I don't blame you. He's like, I blame you, but I don't blame you. Yeah. Like, he was like, yes, it was your fault, but you were doing a job. Yeah. And... Like, Just like, like I can't fault you for that, but like I'm fighting this the same way you're fighting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the way, same way that you're fighting like crime and people mm-hmm. who are like not abiding the law yeah. or whatever. Like you're fighting against 
law-breaking, mm-hmm. and I'm fighting against... Also law-breaking. These laws that don't, that shouldn't, like, these higher laws that yeah. shouldn't be in place. Yeah. Um, and, like, ethics are always in play here. Mm-hmm. And this conversation was so good, and the part that I really held on to was when um, he said, like, it's all these people who are higher up, not hands-on to the problem... Mm-hmm making the decisions mm-hmm. that are causing the problems and it's a shame that you and I have to be the one to fight those fights for them. Right. And that was the thing. I I think I think I was like a little too heavy and I played a game of solitaire at the end and I just said, "My man." Like during <laughs> Something that like scene. That, yeah. I was like <laughs> I was like, "Amen." But that's I mean as weird of a movie as this is and like how not great of a film it is, it had these moments where you're like, wow, they really, like, it was hit the nail really on the head with it. was fascinating, because I felt like, at the end of the movie, I was like, this is a really depressing, hopeful movie. Yeah. Because... This is a movie that I would it was very, show in a, like, a history class, it, or like a yeah, social studies. Yeah, it seemed very accurate. Mm-hmm. Like, and, so I was reading up some of the Wikipedia stuff, and, like... Yes. I mean, they added, like, real characters. Like, they made up these characters and whatnot. They put these characters inside in of a situation. real protest. But this, situ- this protest really happened in this city. In the- It unfolded in the same way that we saw it. Mm-hmm. Like, the pictures on Wikipedia looked like they could have been stills from the movie. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> it was that real. Yeah. Um, even down to the, uh, the Andre the 3000's character who was dressed in a turtle costume because he was protesting turtle safety yeah. and endangerment to turtles. That costume looks exactly <laughs> 100% like the pictures of the people at the protest. Oh, that's fantastic. Like, they got that detail right. That's perfect. Like, yeah. It felt... It was very real. And it, was it was super so real. interesting. Because they also were shooting between, like, actual news footage. Mm-hmm. Like, they flipped between a few times of, like, this is what you saw, like, the news happening. Yeah. And I was like, and you, like, there was a moment where I, you know how sometimes you're watching a movie and you're like, wow, they filtered that to look old. But I was uh-huh. like, oh, wait, this is actual news. Like, it it looked like real news footage. Yeah. It was real news footage. Because I really don't, well, maybe not. I mean, I don't know. People do crazy things for film. But the kinds of footage that they were showing, I was like, I have a hard time believing that a film crew on a budget that didn't look like too high of a budget film mm-hmm. was then like, let's get a few thousand people together and gas them. Yeah. Like, like the kinds of shots they were showing, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, this looks like news footage. Like, this isn't like... Yeah. Sometimes you see fake news footage in movies. And you can tell. And you're not only just the weight, yeah. not only just like the filters that they put on it, but the f- where I'm like, no cameraman's up that close. Like, right. they're not in the thing. They're, right, like, right, right. out on a dumpster a ways away. And we even questioned, away. like, what year is this? Like, because is this it real? Felt, it felt contemporary. But then they were like, President Clinton's gonna be on and in five like, minutes. We were like, oh, wait, this is the 90s. Yeah. Like, they yeah. also didn't dress people like it was the 90s, quote, right. unquote. It was like, just, like, people out in their street garb in November. Yeah. In Seattle. Yeah. So I, I made that comment where I was like, no one has this weird bowl cut from the 90s, like... I have no way to know, mm-hmm. which was also really interesting because it felt so, because we are in a time where, like, br- police brutality and protests are happening mm-hmm. continually. Yeah. Like, next weekend, I could get online and it find was, a protest yeah. to go be a part of. It was really, that part was really interesting because in, like, actual historical timeline, mm-hmm. this happened pre-9-11. 
Yes. Like, not very much, only by, like, a couple years. Yeah. But the way that, like, society has changed about how we treat protests mm-hmm. in that kind of pre-world versus the world we're in now. Yeah. Which is even 10 years removed from 9-11, where oh we're seeing protests all the time, mm-hmm. like, especially, like, post most recent election. Yes. Like, there was, for a while there, there was a major protest every other weekend. Like, yeah. Like, it was a big thing. Like, it was like the thing, like, what are you doing this weekend? Protesting. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. I yeah. thought you'd go to Florida or something. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, okay. But, like, so it was really interesting to see that, like, it's the same as, like, people are still th- doing the kind of things they were in the mm-hmm. 90s. It's just different. But we did see, like I listed earlier, we saw pre- police brutality. Yes. That was more than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. We saw peaceful protests that were, you know, sidelined by a faction. Yes. We saw, um, we literally saw a journalist being told what she should do and her right. going against it and showing the truth instead. Yeah. And like, those are all like major things that are <laughs> that happening are in our just, society right now. There's going on right now. And the, so then the big, so while this protest felt like, man, that could have happened last weekend, is what it felt like. It did. At the same time, so I've been watching a lot of videos online lately of, like, I watch a lot of videos of protest, Mm -hmm. and I watch a lot of videos of police brutality incidents, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be ill-informed. Yeah. Like, I'd rather see, like, the source material. Yeah. Instead of, like, be like, what does the news say about it? I'm like, I don't really care I'd rather see something mm-hmm. go down and then And that was something go from that there. I also read in the Wikipedia article was, yeah. like, there was a correction made by the media oh. because they had said that there were these violent riots. Yes. Because that's what was being portrayed. Yes. And then they had to come back and recant that and say, actually, there was a tiny group who was being violent, and mm-hmm. the majority of this protest was peaceful. Was A, peaceful, and B, successful. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, was the comment that I just kept making. Like, when they first linked arms and blocked the intersections and everything mm-hmm. was fine and dandy. And at first they were celebrating. Like, when they stopped blocking the intersections mm-hmm. and they were celebrating, they are like, oh, my God, we did it. I had this mo- Like, they got gassed and everything, but, like, they did the thing they mm-hmm. needed to do. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see that, like, oh, this is a protest that actually it was successful, their message was across, their mission was accomplished, and they still were met with brutality and force and, like, mm-hmm. needless violence. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really interesting to be like, so there's been plenty of protests that have, like, failed, supposedly, if you could say that. Right. That have been met with violence. And then even the ones that, like, remain peaceful the entire time mm-hmm. and are like their like list of demands or whatever is met like mm-hmm. it's like is clear and concise mm-hmm. they're still met with like force and some like abrasive power that mm-hmm. is like annoying yeah it's like it's almost like when there's a fly buzzing around and <laughs> you like decide you're going to kill it <laughs> and you're like why do i need to kill it like why can't i just let it do its thing and like and yeah. it'll be done yeah. It's kind of how they, the higher-ups have been treating something that they, at one point, were like, oh, this is important. We're glad that you're fighting for what you believe in. Like, be mm-hmm. peaceful and everything's good. 
and they remained peaceful. The protesters remained peaceful, and yet they still were met with yuckiness. Yeah. Like, the exact thing that they were told would not happen was the thing that happened. And that they didn't want to happen. No, nobody wanted it. That wasn't their goal. Nobody wanted it at all. They intentionally were like, nope. Nonviolent, 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 nonviolent. Yeah. Like from the get go, they're like, what's the best way to win this? We're like, nonviolence. Like, yeah. it was like, nonviolence was the word of the day. Yeah. Um, and that was rough. And it also brings up the commentary that I hear so often from people who are like, say someone does do like a peaceful, nonviolent protest of anything, mm-hmm. and there's some voice that's like, well, they shouldn't do it that way. Yes. And it's like, all right. Yeah. In what way would you feel most comfortable yeah. with someone protesting something that is supposed to stir up your discomfort? Exactly. Like, it is supposed to be something that is convicting and a hard truth that you are not looking at. Yeah. That is the point of protest, yeah. is to bring that up. Yeah. And yet, there's this great majority, I don't even know, a, a portion of people who are like, I wish it looked different. I'm like, what would you prefer? A tea party? Yeah. Where you could, like, sit down and you could feel heard the, um, and validated instead of the protester? Yeah. I like, think the, what do like, you want? <laughs> the clearest example of that is the, like, kneeling during the national anthem at football games that's been going on for the I'm, past couple years. I will say this right now. I am pro-Kaepernick all day, every day. Yeah. I that mean, dude is when up it to comes good stuff. to, like, peaceful protesting, like, that's literally the easiest, most non-offensive, <laughs> like unviolent thing you can do. Yes. And yet the retaliation that has of come like, against someone who is like, I'm just gonna take a job. knee. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a knee so that you know where I st- like stand metaphorically. I st- yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Which I'm like totally all for. Like, that's exactly the right way to go about it. Yeah. I like, mean if you're gonna pick a right way, not, I was like, sure, yeah, do that. You're not hurting anyone. Mm-mm. You're not you're not calling anyone you're out. You're not calling anyone out. Like, you're not you're not blocking anyone from doing No. Doing any, anything. anything. You're not like, stop this song. Exactly. This is, blah, blah, blah. You're just like, this is my like calm, yeah. silent I feelings mean, on it. It was very similar and to like to make it super political, the yeah. like Olympics where the two men like did the power fist on the oh, stand yeah. back in like what was it the I don't even remember. I'm bad yeah, at yeah, history, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it was very much compared to that, where it was like it's a non-violent action, and it was met with so much violence. And it, but like his message was across, yeah, and it opened up the discussion for a lot of mm-hmm. people like myself, mm-hmm. who, as a child, you know, like I was homeschooled, so I got to read a lot of different things than other people, and I yeah. read the entire thing, and I also was like, this, I have always felt, maybe I don't know, maybe I'm not an American at heart. I don't know. I've never had a big, like, patriotic, like, huzzah yeah. to me ever. Yeah. I'm always, like, I feel like our worship of America is, like, another golden calf, it's, essentially. It's kind Where of we, ridiculous. like, painted a cow red, white, and blue, and we're all <laughs> bowing to it, and I'm yeah. not down for that. I mean, we literally carved <laughs> a mountain to have faces of our government. Of slave and owners. Then, <laughs> and then we're like, but we're not like that. Oh, that's not an idol. And I'm like, meh. Kinda okay, is. but it is. Kind of is. That's fine, anyway, everybody. We Y'all don't crazy. need to get into that. <laughs> oh, girl, I could talk about idols all day long. Yeah, We no. talked about fear in church today and mm. how fear, like, the focus of something so intently on something is, a, in fact, a form of worship of something. We're like, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was man. like, whoa. 
Um, anyways, so that was really good. It was yeah. good. So I'm like watching this, like, what am I afraid of, man? Like, yeah. but of course, anyways, everybody, my stance is that everybody worships something and that isn't the most popular word to use. But like, if this is mm-hmm. what you adorn as like most the high most, and valuable in your life, then yeah. like it is a form of worship and yeah, just, just notice everybody. Yeah. So... What was he talking about? America, I, patriotism, uh, and oh, peaceful protests. The when it comes to the national anthem, even oh. as a kid, I was always like, I thought it was weird that I had to stand and I had to put my right hand over my heart. Right? <laughs> yes. Is that the one? That's I the don't one. know where my heart is. Right there. So I've always been. Yeah, right here. <laughs> right here. I was just at a crew game, and everybody like the national anthem was playing. And everyone was, like, standing up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do that thing that I've always felt really uncomfortable doing. Because I've always felt very uncomfortable doing that, also knowing that I don't, like, bow my head every time I pray. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why am I so conditioned to do this routine, Mm -hmm. where, like, a routine that should hold a higher place of importance in my life. So that's, like, a whole discussion in and of itself. But I've always felt sort of uncomfortable with the national anthem mm-hmm. because I was also aware that it's like a song that is, um, we could compare it to worship music, to a country, it, yeah. to a war. Oh, definitely. Where innocent people were killed to found a country on a land that never belonged to us, where we already raped and murdered everyone who lived here before us. And I'm like, I was like... When I was like, this feels uncomfortable knowing mm-hmm. his like knowing all the parts of history that mm-hmm. got us to the Revolutionary There's War. There's a lot of problematic things with it. Like it's yeah. problematic and it's uncomfortable. So I will say that for one, I was like, "You take a knee, man." Like that's the thing that I always I felt like I have been at many national anthems and like either stayed seated or not put or like either stood and, like, put my hands in my pockets or just something else. Not even in protest, but in a moment of, like, I'm not comfortable enough to do it no matter what Mm -hmm. everyone else around me expects me to do. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that since I was in, like, very young, just because I had a sense of discomfort. And then to have – it was – that whole thing has been wonderful for me to be like, oh, I'm not – like, I'm not the only one who's picked up on how – like, wrong this feels? I think I feel that the most at um, small town parades. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> where I grew up, it's very, like, we have three stoplights in our town, and the parade <laughs> goes from one to the other, and then goes to the cemetery. One like, of them's by Chipotle, one of those stoplights, right? Nope. That's no. not even in the small town. No! There's oh, a God. smaller town than that. Oh, God. Anyway, so, um, and something that, like, because it's a small town, and... The nature of, you know, small town America. We have plenty of veterans that live there mm-hmm. going back to World War II that are still alive. Mm-hmm. And in Memorial and Labor Day and Fourth of July parades, yeah. there's almost always some sort of, you know, trailing honoring veterans. Honoring yes. veterans. And I, like, it's always interesting to see, like, when the honor guard with the flag goes by like, who pays attention and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so I've, like, I remember, like, being, you know, sometimes you're like, it's the flag. We see it all the time. It's, like, on T-shirts and popsicles yeah. and crap. And I <laughs> probably have it on my sandals from Old Navy. <laughs> like, like, so many silly things. Um, and then watching, like, a veteran, like, in a walker who's, like, mm. you can tell their middle-aged child 
brought them to the parade. Yeah. Who makes an effort to stand. Yeah. When the flag goes by. And oh, it's just man. interesting to think, like, why he does it mm. and why, like, so there's a part of me that can see why he's offended. Yes. Of course. Because of the situation he's been in. Because of his experience because that has changed his perspective. Exactly. <laughs> but I can, so, I don't know, it's just interesting to think. But like, you can also see that there's a gentleman who's been marginalized his yeah. entire life. Yeah. Based on the principles that are exactly. in the Declaration of Independence. Exactly. Under, you know, yeah. symbolized by and this so flag just, that we all salute to. It's interesting to see, like, that heightened sense of patriotism. Yes. In certain situations. And that's, I would personally say that protest is also a form of patriotism. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are fighting like, for your country yeah. in a way that it just looks different than the same, like, it just looks different than the people who are, exactly. like, literally, like, out with, like, guns and are being paid by the government to fight in the military. Exactly. They're fighting for our country Mm -hmm. and like protesting and activism is a a different like that was that guy's sense of um, protest. Yeah. You know to be like to have gone to war and defended his company Country. His country. <laughs> His company. Like, well, there are companies <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. fighting. And yeah. You know what I mean. You know. But, like, <laughs> I mean, we all are going to react to it different ways, but, like, it's just, it's interesting to have that, like, how we react to mm-hmm. this sort of, like, patriotic and what does it mean to be patriotic and why do we do these things? Yeah. And why do we hold that so high? Yeah. Because, like... I remember being a kid and being like, it's a piece of material. Like, why do we have to mm-hmm. stand and look like, at it and cover our hearts? Like, what's the difference between that like, and bowing to it? Yeah. Like, what is the and actual difference? why is it special mm-hmm. if that same material could be, have been used to make, like, a tent? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right, this piece of That kind of thing or... that, like, like oh. paper and money and, like, it's inherently worth more because we say it is. Uh huh. Because we've placed a, a, we've created a value system, and we've mm-hmm. placed it on this one thing. I mean, it's got like lasers protecting it. <laughs> like Nicholas Cage could barely get a hold of it. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch National Treasure next. That sounds like a good time. I love National Treasure. Man, we could talk about that. Talk for about days. a caper movie. Oh, I love a good historical heist. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty fun. Um, it has my second favorite sidekick character guy. Yes. Next to Steve Zahn. Those are both excellent sidekicks. So good. Uh, anyway, that's a good lightning of that conversation. Yes. So I consider protest a form of patriotism, Mm -hmm. especially peaceful protesting. And it brings up that whole conversation that I don't, that I'm not even done learning about in order to have a full-bodied conversation around it, around, like, what's a good way? What's a bad way? Mm -hmm. What's the right way? And it all comes down to if you are uncomfortable with the protest that's occurring, then I would say, like, take that as a good thing. Take a look at why. Yeah, like, look at yourself and figure out, like, why am I uncomfortable with it? And instead of telling other people, like, you could do it better this way, like... You could react better. (laughs) Like, you could respond 
well, you could respond instead of react is number one. Mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate for, like, taking moments and, like, noticing what's coming up for you mm-hmm. and responding instead of having your gut reaction. And then also, like, if it is a cause that you find yourself actually agreeing with and you don't agree with the way it's happening, like, why don't you take action and do something about yeah. it? Like, go be a part of it. I want... <laughs> weird other form of protest movie i watched the most hated woman in america on netflix okay it's really good it's about the woman who like got the pledge of allegiance taken out of school oh okay. and like fought when we were kids it was the fight that was going on to like remove under god mm-hmm. from the pledge of allegiance she didn't win that one but she got it taken out of school or she got prayer taken out of school that's what it was oh, okay she had prayer taken out of school gotcha which I was gonna say, we still if, said the pledge. When I was right. Kidding. I was like, I think we, I think I did too, and I was homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how I learned that. Um, go away, go away. Um, but it's a movie. It's a mm-hmm. um, historical what piece? Documentary? What, not a documentary. It's a movie. Docudrama? I don't know. Whatever, Whatever it is. Whatever. It's a biography. Um, on this woman and her whole thing. And it was the weirdest thing to be, like, a Christian and watch this movie and, like, mm-hmm. this woman who, was like, she founded, like, the Atheists of America Foundation or whatever. Okay. And, like, see her whole story. And at the, the same, like, the weirdest same time, I remember my parents being really upset that people were trying to take under God out of the Declaration of Independence and all of this. The pledge. The pledge. <laughs> it's okay. Yes. Sorry. The <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance. We just had Fourth of July, y'all. Out of the Pledge of Allegiance. And I remember being a kid and understanding why everyone was so upset. And at the same time, I was like, but it isn't the Bible. Mm-hmm. So why does it matter? Like, yeah. Like when I, when I read scripture, we're going to, we're just going to go here for yeah. a hot second. That's fine. When I read scripture, I read it that like eventually there will be a huge separation of church and state and Christians are going to be prosecuted for the belief that we have. And like, blah, blah, blah. like mm-hmm. it just goes down the line of like, eventually we're going to be like the a marginalized minority voice like it's just how it's gonna like it's Mm -hmm. sort of how it's gonna go it's been like laid out for us very clearly so things like that happen I get less upset about it and I'm like but I but like if we're gonna go by any form of prophecy at all we're kind of like this has been laid out and I'm not like I don't get surprised like, I'm sad and it sucks. I'm like, man, I'm seeing all these things come mm-hmm. to fruition that are kind of, you know, more or less, maybe not specifically, but kind of, like, laid out in scripture. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not shocked by any of it. Yeah. And I'm not, like, I guess I don't get, like, broken up about it. But to watch this thing where I was like, it makes perfect sense that this woman would want prayer taken out of school because, in a sense, like, it is a public institution. and hmm Absolutely. Like, if you're, like... It is, in fact, a public institution, and I totally get the upset that occurred amongst amongst the parents that were like, you cannot force religion on my children just as I cannot force, like, or someone else can't force, like, non-religion on my children. Right. Like, you can't force it. Yeah. You can force whatever you want on your own kids, but not anybody else. (laughs) You can indoctrinate your kid as much as you want. Don't do it to anyone else's kid is sort of, like, the, like, argument that occurs there. And it was weird to be like, I totally get why she did that and why she was so gung-ho mm-hmm. to, like, separate the two. And she 
I mean, according to this movie, was also like, I'm for anybody can believe whatever they want. I choose to believe this. And I was like, oh my God, it's the same. It was like the weirdest, craziest, same argument that flips back to this, where all of the different sorts of protests that were happening were Mm -hmm. like, people were just against what they saw to be wrong Mm -hmm. and to be harmful. And they were just working to like fight against that. And it ended up being that like, some of those, because of our experiences that change our perceptions, those mm-hmm. things just happen to, like, meet head on mm-hmm. in the streets with tear gas and zip ties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So protest is, in fact, patriotic in my experience, and I'm all for peaceful protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, I'm, like, I don't get mad when I'm, like, people are pro like. Like, do it. Yeah. Like, like you feel that strongly about an issue, and you're mm-hmm. clearly, and if anything, I'm always like, this person is way more aware of something that I'm totally yeah. unaware of. Yeah. And I appreciate them taking the time and the energy and all of the resources to call attention to it, whatever Absolutely. it is. Yeah. Even if it is, like, turtles. Exactly. And even if yeah. it is, like, this person didn't pay us fairly for this building that you're looking at. Like, I yeah. see those people, and I'm like, please. Yeah. Like, protest like get like speak up yeah, for the things that the are attention. really important to you and like I'm not I maybe I'm the weird one who's not bothered by any of it and I really just bothered when people meet that with such like aggression aggression and animosity mm-hmm. when it's like just dude look at yourself and just see like what's important to you and what would you fight for mm-hmm. and how devastating would it be to know that this was so important to you and you were fighting for it and someone like would not let you use your voice and we saw that interestingly in a really minor character um that we kept seeing throughout we're like what is the what is the oh purpose yeah of this guy? that guy this guy who was he like he brought it all together man he like had like a tweed jacket and a beard and like you're like who is this dude why do we keep seeing him he was like a, he's trying, trying to give a to lecture in. he's trying to give a lecture you're not sure what he's doing and you come to find out that he represents the um, Doctors Without Borders. Doctors Without Borders, and his argument, which is something that's like was really important at this conference, was he because of the whole profit thing. His presentation was like there are all of these mostly children in third world countries who are sick who are not getting medication because. Mm-hmm. The pharmaceutical companies run by the major countries mm-hmm. are, ha- like, jacking up prices to make profits. Yes. And he keeps getting pushed aside. We're going to have to push back your presentation today. We're canceling your presentation. Move we the presentation. we got to put it in a different so, room. Yeah. So he's finally giving his presentation. He's showing these sad videos of kids, like, malnourished children and all these things. And he's talking and, like, people are coming in the room and whispering and getting up to leave and all this stuff. And finally, he just gets so angry. Yeah. And says, like, what if this was your kid? Like, what would you do if your kid was sick, there was a way to fix it, and you couldn't and you afford it? And you couldn't afford it because someone else was making a profit off of it. hmm And so, mm-hmm. I forget why I was tying this back to, but, like, that argument, like, finally got through to people. And, like, yeah. once it made it real for them, like, they finally heard the message he was coming from. And, like, that's still the message. Like, they're still trying to get figured out. Like, even 
today, 20 years almost after this, we're arc, still trying to work this, it out, is because like they just want it to be like possible to help people, people before profit, people before profit. That's what that's what mm-hmm. the protests were for. That's what everything was about. Was about let's think about the people, the animals, the innocence that's ha- that's being affected. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting to read up on like some of the stuff that like they're still they're arguing about this. Like they're still trying to get and like we see that all the time in the news where there's like the guy who invented like the AIDS medication and like you know jacked up the price super high and now people can't afford it or just so many ridiculous things where we're putting profit before people. Yeah. And yep. it's slowly not really changing it's slowly not really changing but we're becoming more aware yeah i would say the big difference between protests and police brutality now is we have and this is a thing that i've told so many uh people in general but then a lot of people who are older than us Mm -hmm. like anyone 10 years older than us especially I end up having the conversation of, like, this isn't new. None of what's happening no. is new. Yeah. None of it is different. We just have ready access to it. Mm-hmm. I am a huge advocate for Twitter. Yeah. Twitter, for, in my mind, is if anything is happening in the world, you will get immediate, direct, firsthand account. Mm-hmm. And we saw that with the Arab Spring back in whenever that was. Yeah. Where, like, we were like, oh, like, this is happening. Like, we right. can see it. Now. Immediately. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. We're not getting, like, the news, like, telling us what we should think about it. Exactly. Or giving us any information. You're seeing, like, firsthand accounts of what's happening. And so I'm a huge advocate for, like, it's real-time world Mm. events going on. Mm. Or gifts of kitties. I don't... Whatever. It's all the things. I mean, (laughs) it's been problematic, but, like, Facebook Live, Mm -hmm. like, seeing literal, like, awful things happen. Yeah live like in front of you in like front you, of you you don't get to have someone else just take unfiltered on it. because it's happening and people are like this is what's happening in my life right now yeah like you just didn't you chose not to see it before yeah where it's like we could we either didn't have access to it or we couldn't mm-hmm. see it or we were whatever it was we now have such ready access to it that of course it feel it feels like it feels like there's are so much worse. more when in reality it's like this is the stuff that's actually it has been happening all day, every day, as long as mm-hmm. we've all been here, and we have been, we haven't had access to it until now, and so it mm-hmm. can feel really heavy. Yeah, I can. Like, and I would rather be informed than have been my age 20 years ago and had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Like, and had, like, can you imagine the Berlin Wall going down with Twitter? Oh my gosh, Like, yeah. can you imagine? The, I mean, even... Even, I don't even know, like... Things like, like, if we had been this advanced when 9-11 happened, just even 15 yeah. years ago, like, the big I mean, event for us... I think that was a big That was thing the big... Because we were watching it live. It was a shift in consciousness for our generation. Yes. Yeah, so I've, I've talked about that before, where, in other contexts, where I was like, that was the day millennials became... We grew up con- that day. That's the day we grew up. Like, doesn't matter how young you were, that was the day you grew up. That was the day you finally realized there was a world bigger than you. And it was terrifying. Yeah. 
Are you crying a little? <laughs> Maybe. A little. Oh my god, Wesley! That's... <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the day I mean, that it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. Huge deal. Yeah. The day that I mean it was yeah I would define it as the day that our generation like grew up mm-hmm. very young. Mm-hmm. I mean for you you were what? I was seven? a freshman in high school. I was. Yeah. I was not. I had just turned eleven. Yeah. I was yeah. fresh. I was like two. I hadn't gotten my period yet. <laughs> It was a year before my period. <laughs> like, uh, it's, like, and it was that kind of, th- it was that kind of, like, awareness. Mm-hmm. And also, it was, for me, in my mind, it was the day that I began to be like, can I trust, that I suddenly, mm-hmm. I suddenly didn't trust the news anymore. That I was like, wait, mm-hmm. I need to know more than what they're telling me, because yeah. they're not giving me the full story. That was the day that I was like, the internet became your friend and we were searching for like different videos the news wasn't showing mm-hmm. us or like who was actually there that could tell me about it. Because that was like that's the first time I remember seeing like footage that regular people had taken yes. on news. Right. Like other than like a tornado or something. Yeah like, exactly. But you started seeing like this is a guy in Midtown with his recorder like in the streets. With like, his camcorder. With his camcorder like taking like little fuzzy pictures from their phones like mm-hmm. you started seeing like the, the commonwealth's <laughs> take on what was going on yeah you started seeing instead of the live feeds you started because mm-hmm. i mean when i instead i remember what, being in, like i was in a history class thankfully that day oh, in high school and the teacher like someone ran down the hall saying like everyone turn on your tvs like you have to watch what's happening in the world right now and, like, he literally, like, during commercial breaks was being like, okay, here's who Osama bin Laden is. Here's mm-hmm. all of this because you're 15 and no one has told you about world history. Like, right. you don't know what's going on except for civil war that you've been learning every other year in history right. class. That doesn't have any You might know some things about Hitler and how he was a yeah. real bad dude. But, like, <laughs> so, like, he was giving us, like, here's what's going on in the world that no one's been telling you. Yeah. And, like... We I was literally home. watched like the stuff unfolding. Mm-hmm. My and... mom, I think, was at the dentist office and came. I remember my mom came home. I was off probably playing or singing yeah. or doing nothing. I mean, and you were mom, <laughs> mom walked in the door and she said, I always thought I would never forget her exact words, but it sounded something like, turn on the TV, we're under attack. Yeah. I think were her words. Or, like, yeah. they're bombing us. Or, like, something, something like, like that. that. And yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Who, who is they? And I'm living in, like, rural Wisconsin. <laughs> and I'm like, what's, like, there's mm-hmm. a cow field down the road. And, like, yeah. Michigan's ten minutes away. Like, there's yeah. nothing to there's do. Nothing. Like, there's nothing yeah. happening here. And just, like, turning on the TV. And, like, the TV was on for days. We oh, yeah. never had the TV on You that just much. left it on 24-7. It was, like, yeah. that's all you could do was just, like, sit around and wait and see what was going down mm-hmm. and I mean it was the craziest thing which is also I brought this up because we're watching this movie and we're like wait did this happen because it was two years mm-hmm. prior two years three years prior to 9-11 yeah. is when battle in Seattle went down and I don't know anything about I it didn't I don't know remember it, was a it. Real thing. I don't know this it was probably happening again we were young and no one was telling us world news no people we were still at the point where everyone was trying to protect us Mm -hmm. 
and then suddenly we're the generation who has Snowden, who's like, yeah. don't protect yourself against anything. Have yeah. all the knowledge. Yeah. And we're like, all right, okay. <laughs> like, please yeah. do. It was an interesting turning point for our age group. Because yeah. we went from, because we grew up in a weird time where we live, we were children in the 90s, which means, like, the economy was good. Things were good. Like our it was parents hated prosperous. Bill Clinton. Our like, parents hated the Clintons. Yeah, but, but like, else was fine. you know, the market was good. Gas prices weren't too expensive. Like the war on like, drugs was happening. We were but... like the economy was really nice. Yeah, and then it was fun. We were in that bubble as children. Well, hold on. Let me also say we had Chris Farley around for half of the 90s. <laughs> and we also had uh, Dahmer around for half the 90s. So it was kind of a cool mixture of, like, things going down. <laughs> where I was like, Chris Farley died. Oh, and right before that, Dahmer died. Like, what a weird time to be yeah. alive. Where, like, even Jeffrey Dahmer was, like, terrifying. And we were like, I'm going to be fine, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'll we be okay. We weren't worried. We were very, I mean, we're still a cocky country. But, like, right. especially at that point, we were like, things are great. We're it's doing good. good. Like, yeah. the worst thing that could happen is, like, the president had an affair, and that's kind of, like, not wow, even... Wow, that sucks, and we're going to talk about that till we can't talk about it anymore. Oh, wait, we're going to talk about it again 15 years later, because it's not relevant now either. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like that was what we lived in, and, like, yeah. so as children, we were, like, in this happy bubble, mm-hmm. and then suddenly we get hit with, like, oh, the rest of the world exists, and it's not perfect. And they don't all like us. Yeah. Like, we're kind of hated. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we, yeah, we didn't hear about this cool big riot that went down. Yeah. Which is totally crazy. Like, I had to go do my own research to figure out what, like, the Stonewall riots were, because nobody told me what that yeah. was. Yeah, oh, yeah. I knew about, well, I knew about Martin Luther King Jr., but I didn't know the extent to it, because oh yeah, people like, are like, I, There's a whole other commentary on, like, what they teach you in history books in schools. There's also a commentary on, like intentionally what's being hidden from you mm-hmm. and how we love to praise Martin Luther King Jr. And we don't like to talk about how like we murdered him Yeah, and how yep. he was extreme him and his uh, civil rights movement were extremely unpopular and hated countrywide. Like and now it's, we're in like the, f- I, I tell people all the time, people, when people complain about like the new, like, you know, feminism or racism and all this. Mm-hmm. And like, we're in the third wave of feminism. This has happened before and it's looked very similar. Yeah. We just, again, we have a voice and like people feel more empowered to use it than mm-hmm. ever before. And, um, like we're, I don't, I don't know if we're in the second or third or fourth wave of civil rights as well. Yeah. Like we're in it and People are real upset about it. And I'm like, you're, you're making the same complaints that were made when Martin Luther King Jr. was walking. Yeah. When he created all these huge marches and we're like, no, it's not equal yet. Like, yeah. listen to me. Yeah. I'm not, like, we're not done. We yeah. are not done. And people no. are like, we gave you rights. And it's like, mm, no, no, not yet. It's still not That's equal. That's not how it works. Like, this is, we're not, as long as, the work isn't finished. Yeah. And so there's a new generation that's picking up the work and attempting to, like, yeah. finish it. So I'm all for it. Even if I don't agree with some of the work that's being done or whatever, I'm like, I'm glad someone's doing something about it. Like, I'm just glad. Especially in situations (laughs) where, like, not to say that it doesn't affect me, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not the one being oppressed. So I don't understand where someone's coming from. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to oppress them. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't, like, let them do it. Like, 
like, go and do welcome it. them to do like, it. Like, yes, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Like, please, like, I want to know. Show us what's not like what, what's not working. What's not working? Like, because yeah. clearly I'm not seeing it, or I would have done something. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> so, as far as this film goes, not like the greatest film. However, it brings up obviously an hour and a half worth yeah. of like cool, interesting discussion, and we had maybe. 15, 20 minutes of discussion before we even hit record. Oh, yeah, we did. On all sorts of things. And, um, yeah, this is something that if I was teaching, like, a social studies class, I would have them this watch this movie. This would be a really fascinating movie. I would have yeah. them watch this movie. I would, if I was a history teacher, <laughs> I would honestly do a whole six weeks on, um, like, marches and riots and... Um, just like activism, like mm-hmm. I would do a activism. whole portion on activism. I think, and I have like, them watch this, and I have them watch Milk, and I have them watch a whole bunch of movies. And I'm like, this is stuff that, or e- I even have them watch Forrest Gump too. Like we're gonna watch <laughs> this movie all the way through because it hits on a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, all these sort like I, as much as it's not a movie that I'm like, wow, how great. I'm like, this is a movie that. I think it's important to know that this happened. Yeah. And nobody told me. And I feel so entitled to know everything. <laughs> I'm glad I know. Yeah. So it was um, really fascinating. Like, I yeah. did not expect this conversation going into a Channing Tatum movie I'd never heard of. I know. That we, we thought like, was an action film. We just thought it would be... I thought it'd have a little, like, diehard flavor. And, yeah, like, exactly. Home. Nope. I thought it'd be, like, a bad diehard in Seattle. <laughs> nope. No. No. <laughs> No, it was way totally heavier and way more. It was just like a bad milk. You know, milk, milk the movie. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I know it was it. really good. I really, I enjoyed it. So, um, so yeah. Also, um, Suffragette was also another good one. That's oh, a movie. Yeah, I man, I, I haven't seen a, that, but I bet it'd be a good list. Why am I not a teacher? Why did I drop out of college? <laughs> I gotta go back. I'm gonna drop this podcast. <laughs> Like you were teach. inspired by this movie. <laughs> to go be a teacher. I saw Battle in Seattle. Now I want to go teach history. I'm going to go be a social studies teacher. Um, What was the... Did you find a really interesting website or an article that you will link to with the info about... Or, cause yeah, just Wikipedia. I can put up the Wikipedia articles because there's one for... There's articles about the World Trade Organization and what it was before yeah. it became that. Um, this particular meeting and what they were like t- discussing at the meeting, and then what happened in the protests, which were literally called the battle in Seattle, and what came of that. Yeah. Excellent. So perfect. Yeah. I uh, will also link to this, but I found a great website if you're interested in getting involved in any activism specifically around police violence. Um, you can go mm-hmm. to mappingpoliceviolence.org. Uh, we'll link to that one. It has a lot of cool stats and this little blinking map that shows me where police mm-hmm. violence has occurred and what those cases are. And uh, it's got cool stats on it. Um, uh, yeah, it's really, it's got a lot of interesting stuff. I'm excited to check this out. Um, if you found any of this remotely tantalizing, you can follow us on. I just feel stupid, like plugging myself <laughs> into this conversation. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Viewing Party Pod. We're also at viewingpartypod.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, tweet us any information yeah. that you would like us to have on the subject matter. Um, I think it'd 
be fascinating to start a conversation, I guess. Yeah. Let us uh, fact check us. We'd be happy yes. to have that fact checked. We are the first to tell you we do not know. We don't what's going know. On. We didn't know this was a real thing. And we want to know. Yeah. So if you inf- have information, like, please, we want it, we want it, we want it. Um, yeah, you can email us at mm-hmm. viewingpartypod at gmail.com. Yep. Is there anything um, else? Uh, we're super excited to be part of the Lady Pod Squad. Yes. You can check us all out with the hashtag Lady Pod Squad. Some cool ladies on there. There's some real cool pods going down. Um, what else? What else? Oh, I have been featured, if you want to hear more from me and Wesley, we have been featured on Amanda's picture show, A Go-Go, recently, Mm -hmm. um, on Rough Night, and then I am on her Baby Driver episode. Yeah. Uh, so you can check me out there. That is Amanda's picture show, A Go-Go. You can find her wherever you get your pods. Your hot, tasty pods. <laughs> um, are we complete? I think I think so. That's about as much discussion Ooh. as we can have at this point. It's been like two hours of us talking it's, about real yeah. heavy stuff. Who knew? <laughs> Thanks, Channing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Uh, what an enlightening experience Channing Data brought us yeah, to. Yeah, that was a fascinating conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Join us next week when we watch something else and talk about something totally different. Hopefully happier. Maybe not. This is really good. I'm not going to say this is bad. Uh, no, it wasn't bad. Maybe less beeping? Yeah. Bipping? Yeah, you, there were some weird noises going down. That's okay. Thanks for joining us. We love you. We do. Mwah. <laughs>